you have any tickets for the shuttle? Listen, all you New Yorkers. The reason I live in New York City is because it's the loudest city on the planet Earth. So loud, I never have to listen to any of the shit that's going on in my head. Yankees suck! Yankees suck! Three-run home run for Bucky Tim. The Yankees now lead by a score, three to two. The Red Sox never let you down. How do you like them apples? I like apples. I like comparing apples to apples as opposed to apples to oranges. How about that? Chew on that for a minute. It's Dave here from Boston, and welcome to the shuttle. I'm alongside uh, Mike, or sometimes known as Milt from New York. Are you there? David? Yeah, are you there? I am here. Happy Monday to you. Happy... Oh, it is Monday. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. Monday. 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 You got to um, for the Mondays. <laughs> don't don't get your ass kicked. Uh, so the shuttle. Do we need to? Do, should we describe what the hell we're doing here on this uh, this yeah, podcast program here? Or, reminding or just, you know our since we've developed such a huge and loyal fan base, I think new listeners right. might need a little kind of intro. Right. So uh, you and I, uh, we didn't quite grow up together. You grew up in your res- respective spot in uh, in New York, uh, in Westchester County. I grew that up south correct. of Boston. We uh, we became friends. I use the term loosely in college, and um, had these moments where we had to face the fact that we were passionate about our sports teams, such uh, to the point where we had to be in separate rooms on occasion. Oh, but um, right? No, I mean you were an angry fan. I was. You're right. You were. It was more me than you. I was. Yeah, but you know, I think that was those were the days in which Boston sports were in a constant state of agony and humiliation. Things have turned. True. I'll give you that. But yeah, it was brutal. It was painful in college, Dave. There was there was not just shouting. I, there was there was overturning of kegs. There was uh, breaking up walls. Yeah. Was, yeah. No, there was a lot going yeah. on there. You broke the wall because you lost at Mike Tyson punch out. Oh crap! That, that was me. I broke the yeah, wall. That was you. But I did Damn. throw. I did throw a uh, garbage pail full of, <laughs> of 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 like decrepit water, like down four flights of stairs. Because <sighs> the Red Sox got swept by the A's in 1988. That was that was depressing. My but, favorite. Um, Can I just tell this story real? I mean, it's not much of a story, but I remember the game ends. There are about six mm. of us sitting in the living room. The game ends, and there's silence. You're As on the third floor. To you. No, 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 no. I was oh, with okay. you. You were there. We, okay, yeah. We were, it was silence. <laughs> Everybody in the room looks to you. You right. get this kind of like smirkish, <laughs> like anger frown smile on your face. There's a moment like- in which there's nothing happening, but really what's happening is there's this bubbling happening up in your in your chest that slowly rises to your head and then you you looked for something right. to take it out on right that's and right and there, there was no dog to kick there was no you know there was no you were smart enough not to punch a wall so you found a garbage filled filled with melted beer water and you threw right. it down the stairs right Precisely. You also just for a while there, it sounded like you were describing Act Three of The Shining, just <laughs> like, like just, just when Nicholson completely loses it. And but um, that's exactly we, right. Right. We we promised we would we would bring up 
our uh, enigmatic uh, roommate Matt Leaf, who's an LA guy who who doesn't even. Matty Leafer, Matty Leafer in the house. So the reason why I bring up Matt Leaf is because it was it, he had one of the great lines ever because he. Um, wh- now there was a lot of water in that bucket, so it's going down the the hall. How do you how do you describe it? It's the, it's the uh, the stairs that lead up to each apartment building. I guess it's pretty simple actually. But the the way it worked was you know the there was a staircase and you, obviously you walked up to the third floor. Anyway, there were these women that lived below us, right? Let, let me and be so clear: the water is cascading. I think yes, that's the best way to describe it. It is cascading yeah. down right. flights of stairs, and so. You guys were pissed at me, and I was just kind of shrugging and trying to gather my wits. And uh, but we walked down, and these women that lived like on floor number two, maybe just just in the middle of the deluge, um, they looked they at Matt, they looked at Matt Leaf going, "What the hell happened?" And Matt, in in a moment of remarkable poise, said, "I don't know. I guess a pipe broke or something." <laughs> In a rare moment of cool, calm, yes. collected wit, Matt Leaf throws out the line. They they didn't like us, by the way. Moment. They were not, not they were yet. not fond of us. I know. We never got invited over once. No, yeah. We were lame. Yeah. Anyway, so the shuttle, if I may say so, was designed as a way for you and I to continue to express our Boston, New York uh, angst and rivalry, but in a way that allows us to vent our frustrations at each other in a constructive manner, connect, you know, in a, in a way old friends do, talk about our lives and such, but I think our lives are somewhat defined by that tension, and we're going to continue to explore that every single week. I'm not going to... every other my, week. Yeah, well, right, but, like, I don't know if my life is, is quite that shallow, but uh, that's... Our life. Did you, I use the term our lives, which means and you and I together. There is there, a, there, yes. There's an element of, of Dave Yaz slash Michael Wolf that will always be defined as Boston versus New York. That's and true. I think that's it. I think you can deny that's it all you part. want. That's the no, basis. I'm not denying that. You, you put it well that time. But also, and but then there are moments, rare moments of uh, sort of perestroika, like the, the two sides coming together, which I always think is kind of nice. I'll get uh, just a very brief example. I, uh, my friend uh, Eric Woods, who uh, we will get on the podcast at, at some point, um, you know, we're trying to. Uh, I'm working through the booking agents, uh, Mike, as you know, it's a complicated process. But anyway, he's, he uh, today uh, or yesterday posted on Facebook. He's a huge New York guy. All things New York, you know, Knicks, Yankees, etc. He said, posted on Facebook, great win for the Celtics. Um, they really showed some heart. And his friends attacked him and said, uh, you know, who hacked your Facebook account? You know, how could you possibly be expressing love for a Boston team? And... Uh, he said, uh, you know, I, I, I'm enough of a true sports fan to know when something cool happens. Yeah, so, okay. All right. So that, that that's actually that's a good, something good about the Celtics. Yeah. And, which is weak because they're about to basically lose in humiliating fashion. But, but turning that around, how, yes. now, I don't know if you were aware since you're in this little bubble known as uh, Northern New England, which really yes. you're not Northern New England, but we're going to pretend you are. So about a week ago, uh, all of the Bronx, New York, metropolitan area celebrated Derek Jeter Day. Yes. Now, I want your thoughts as a diehard Boston fan. When you hear the words Derek Jeter, Mm -hmm. what comes to mind? 
Um, big, big pile of overrated poop. No, no, that's see? not true. It, First there of all, it is. No, there it is. It's a joke, but the, the truth comes out under duress. No, it's not. You don't like the guy. The I, purity of baseball history expressed in one player, and you don't even like him. Well, I'm going to make you sound stupid in a moment because okay. if you, and I'm if exaggerating, you've ever, obviously. If you've ever, right, if you've ever, if you listen to the opening to our show, right? I have. You're familiar with the the, the um, masterfully interwoven collection of sounds that are is the opening to the shuttle podcast, right? That okay. I have. And there's a reference to Derek Jeter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and what and when you heard it, what did you th- what? It's, it's, Tell me, it's, explain it's, it's reverence. Uninitiated, what is that? What is it's, that? It is reverence. It is it is almost right. um, uh, politically charged reverence, almost like uh, cheering on of the supreme leader. No, but what? No, you. <laughs> I hope you know the answer to this question. That that chant, Derek Jeter, that rhythmic chant, that yeah. is a, a thing in Yankee Stadium, right? Well, obviously, you know what I'm talking about, Derek yeah, but, Jeter. But, but it's but. But it's not just that, right? It's it's they they do the thing when they go through the whole lineup, right? Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the you uh, Yankee the, fan of course. No, you're talking about the bleacher bums. Obviously, yes. the okay. roll call. We go. do the roll call every game, and Derek gets the loudest. And well, that's the way the Derek. That's the way the Derek Jeter sound. Derek Jeter. Very good. But this will blow your mind. Mm-mm. That particular that particular audio clip came from what stadium? From what Major League Baseball stadium? No, it did not. Fenway Park. Fenway. That? Hold on, let me get let me get it right. Fenway Pack. Really? That I didn't know. You're kidding well, me. Uh, I lifted it from the Derek Jeter tribute at Fenway Park. All right. So you're and so you're answering my question. There is there is mad respect. He is probably my favorite, now take it with a grain of salt, but probably my favorite Yankee of all time. Actually, I don't think there's any question. He's my favorite Yankee of all time. Why? My favorite. Why? Because well, you know why. You no, know I, why. I want to know why. Because there have been there have right, been, so, there have been Yankees with better stats. Yes. There have been uh, Yankees with more personality. Yes. So here's the thing. It, the best way to describe what he is 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 by pointing out what uh, A Rod was not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Good I point. Know, I, I think they, even though they overlapped, which without looking at the numbers, did they overlap for? The majority of Jeter's career? I mean, Jeter had a number uh, of years before he got there. I don't know. It's, no. It's, I w- well, you know. It, you know, in the end, it might be more years Close. than not. Right, right. So, um, that's a good A-Rod, question. A-Rod couldn't help but be smug where Jeter was humble. And, and, and yet, you probably wouldn't necessarily think of humble as the first word you described Derek Jeter as because he's a confident guy. But he he lets the way he carried himself was just confident without being an a hole and and A Rod was incapable of that incapable. Um, you know A Rod uh, by the way was on TV this weekend. Do you know he did play by play for a Yankee game about five or six days ago on Fox? I actually heard he's pretty good on TV. Is he's he you know it's interesting. He's good. He he has a good flow about him, mm-hmm. but it's sort of the same thing. He can't keep his way out of the news. So this thing yeah. happened after the game. Did you read about this? No, I did not. They sho- so, so he was carrying a notebook. I can't remember when, but the camera caught either a cameraman or the camera, whatever, caught his notebook that, you know, ostensibly contained his game notes. 
Okay. And the notebook, <laughs> yeah. ins- they, they, you could zoom in to see what's on the page. And right. it, says, it says something about talking about the baby and pulling out stuff and literally having absolutely nothing to do with baseball. It, it sounded like he was preparing to have a talk with his kids about how babies are made. In, in his game yeah. notes. Yeah. It's, See, it's, that's, it's just, that's it, I mean, I don't know. Again, it's not, that's not as outrageous as him kissing the mirror and all that crap. But would yeah, it be funny if it, if it said something like, um, gotta, gotta make sure I, I go see, uh, the new Gardens of the Galaxy, Gardens of the Galaxy rules. <laughs> see the movie. Like I love, I love, I love pancakes. Like, you know, um, uh, you know, do I Angelina think that- Jolie is pretty. <laughs> right, exactly. There you go. Uh, um, you do remember how close you had to having Alex Rodriguez be your Boston Red Sox. Yes, we were so excited. It was that we call that the Valentine's Day massacre because oh we we acquired um, a apparently acquired a the Red Sox apparently acquired a Rod uh, on Valentine's Day uh, two thousand four and. Um, Right, the league uh, reversed it because, or, or the union reversed it. Do you remember what it was? It, it was, was the whatever. Union it was because improper. somebody was right. trying to change the terms of their contract. That yeah. would have been worse. And the unions, uh, A Rod was going to waive something that was in his contract. Right. And right. unions will never allow that to happen, even if it's to the benefit of the player emotionally. They won't let that happen. So he, the deal fell apart. Aaron Boone gets hurt the next day. Right, but hold on. What, did, there was a there's another piece to that because you remember you know who the Red Sox were going to trade. No, I don't remember who was it. Manny. Oh my God! So, right. uh, look. Well, let me say this, and we all know this because we, so wait, we talk- no, hold on. To be clear, to be clear, to the Rangers, we were going to trade Manny to the Rangers. Yeah, it was a, he was a and Ranger. Then, and then there was, but but so then that leaves a hole in the outfield, which we were going to fill. With this awesome all-star outfielder, who you probably don't even remember who, what who his was name it? Do you was. remember Maglio Ordonez? Oh, of course, I remember Ordonez, but he yeah, didn't pan out at all, right? Can he go to the well, Tigers but, at one point? Yeah, but th- but so that's my point. Is at the time it seemed like we we were kind of growing weary of Manny because his whole act is Manny, right? Because he's Manny, and we and at the time it was like we can get a Rod who like. He can field and he can run and he can do all kinds of things oh, that Manny he was, doesn't and, do. And he was the greatest. And at the time, he wasn't yeah. the asshole. Other than the size of his contract, right, he wasn't right. the asshole that people think of him now. No, so he, he was, wanted him. He was him. a prodigy. He was a prodigy. He was like a oh, He was specimen. already a great yeah. player. Right. Already. Huh. And look, it didn't and work out for the Yankees right. long term, but – we want they bring him on board. We win the 2009 World Series. He wins MVP awards. I think two as a Yankee. So at the time, it was like, look, it was a good deal. Well, yeah, but then all the controversy. It was not a good deal. What do you mean? Well, it was a good deal? no, no, no. It was, a, it was in the long run. No, the original deal was going to be fine. It was when he opted out of his contract. Brian mm-hmm. Cashman was apparently ready to say, "See ya." But right. the Steinbrenners swoop in at the last minute and say, you can have whatever you want. And they sign him to 25, an additional 10 years, 25 million, whatever it was. It was insane. And he, had, so he was just coming this. off an MVP award. They 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 overreacted. And, and it was a bad deal from the get-go. 
and 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 an albatross. I mean, look what happens to the Yankees this year when they take Alex Rodriguez and Mark Teixeira out of the lineup and put new guys in in their batting spots. I mean, not let alone their positions. First base has been a weak spot for the Yankees, but overall. It's addition by subtraction. Just having them gone, they suddenly become one of the best offenses in the league. It's so. I mean, it was. It's he funny was. How, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, finish. no, you go. I'm no, really. I'm enraptured here. No, no okay, please. I will go. Uh, so, <laughs> so the Yankees. Uh, by the way, we should point out as of tonight, the Yankees are not only in first place. They've not. They're not playing great, but they're about four games ahead of the Red Sox, which is all I care about. Ooh, four games. We're scared. We're so scared. (laughs) So, but the but the it's funny how um, like you know Boston fans historically tortured, and you know it used to be all you had to do was bring up you know Bill Buckner or Bucky Denner or things, and and it was easy. It was easy. Yeah. But there was oh, but the correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you. Yankee fans had a junior version of that, and that is that Steinbrenner always figured a way to screw things up, and it was uh, for 100%. a long time. Yeah, oh, for until a long until time. for uh, right, and then finally he let Cashman do his thing, and and and, and he built this amazing team. But then it was kind of like when Hank Steinbrenner came in and did that. It was like one last screw up that the Steinbrenner family. Oh, right. It was such a bad I mean, one. It was. Right? It was. It. You could argue. Look, we've had some bad signings since then, but it really was the last of the horrendous decisions. I mean, there have been some yeah. questionable ones. Every team makes bad decisions, but that one was so just. What is, I don't even know what's going on now. How, how did how did that get fixed? Like, isn't well, Hank still around? Yeah, I mean, what happened was basically at the end of last year, the Yankees started to kind of suck, but they were still kind of in the mix. But it was clear anybody who watched baseball could have known that the Yankees, even though they had gotten off there you go. Had gotten off you. to a hot start. They uh they weren't they weren't gonna contend. But every year the Yankee ownership would say, No, 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 we've got huge T V contracts, we gotta get gate, you know, all this stuff. We're never gonna fold. But Cashman finally convinced the Yankees, we've got assets we've got to sell. We can get huge talent for them. And they let it go. And they've also held on to their younger talent without trading it, which is what they used to do all right. the time. And, and, and as a fan, it was the greatest. We're going to bring in some name for a guy in double A I've never heard of. Well, that double A guy turns into, you know, Mike fucking Trout and you start questioning the validity of decisions. So they've let so Cashman. At some, at some point, we'll have to assemble a list of weary veterans that the Yankees, uh, <laughs> uh, it, but, oh, but the Red Sox God. used to do the Red Sox used to do the same thing, like, but but we were worse because you at least occasionally would get a guy in their prime, and and I'm talking about the whole expanse of our youth, like, like you know, even though you you got the better of us in the '70s, Bucky Dent and all that, um, Steinbrenner couldn't help himself with guys like Steve Kemp and Jack Clark and like all these guys who, you know. It would hit home runs, but they were like one-dimensional players, and um, oh, totally. Well, how- oh, Dave, but the, then- this off season actually represents the pinnacle of the change, and the Red Sox are on one side, and the Yankees are the other. There is I no know, way we've become the Yankees. Yeah, there is no way that a Steinbrenner lets Chris Sale go to the Red Sox under any any conditions. Would never have You're happened. Right. It's a Yankee-like move, and and our guy D- Dombrowski is more of that. Yankee win now mentality. He 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 hates pro- 
prospects. He loves trading prospects. Yeah, and, exactly. So here's the thing: you've got a your Dombrowski has the the luxury of having all these young guys. So in a sense, he can't afford to trade the farm system because so much of his lineup is young and doing well and et cetera, et cetera. But if those gun guys in the majors don't pan out, his minor leaguers aren't going to be as keen for the job, as ready for the job as they had been. But right now it's the sale thing that drives me crazy because that guy is unhittable and he's in his prime hat is still, has still got three or four solid years left before he becomes that sort of, Late, uh, anyway, he's the guy that bums yeah, me yeah. out. David Price, yeah, yeah. I don't care about. You guys signed Price, huge contract. He was free agent, right? I think. Uh, yeah. And that's yeah. already not working out. That's what the yeah, Yankees did for the last ten years. So the sale thing, though, if the Yankees had been a little closer to contention, if we had known that we were going to be as good as we are so far this year, if we had known that, we would have gone hard for him. But you got him, and bravo. He's the only reason you're last in the league in home runs team is above 500. So take it, enjoy it. What? It's true. Well, whatever. I'm just reminded of Frank Costanza's memorable line. How could you pay that much for Hideki Arabu? <laughs> Speaking of which, I mean, we're not, we're not going to this, but Tanaka blows all of a sudden. Just brutal. Ugh. But we'll talk about you that always- another time. You always go negative, yeah. uh, which is what I love about you. Yeah. Yankees are still in first place. That they are. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Yeah. Is this an okay time to take a break? We'll take I must a quick be in break. love because of, I'm, I must be in love because I hear music. Quick break. Um, okay. Milt says quick break. Join us on the other side, on the shuttle. More about Tanaka and Hideki Arabu. Definitely and, not. Um, Definitely not. All right. Be that way. See you on the other side. band out of san francisco called yeah. as a people now defunct it. do we have the rights well it's just my brother adam so uh yes by just definition we do he's my okay. younger brother just and someday him. i'll tell you about he was almost uh the lead singer in uh limp biscuit 2 um Ooh. and then you know the record executives got involved and the whole thing got fouled up as will happen too cool for Limp Biscuit. Too he cool. Was too cool. But welcome back uh, to the shuttle. Yeah, welcome back to the shuttle, everyone. A couple of quick notes. We are recording this on Monday night, and uh, mm. I'm pleased to tell you, Dave, that the New York Yankees have just defeated the Kansas City Royals four to two. Oh my god! Oh, god. Go up another half game on the idle Boston Red Sox, and I do mean oh, idle, idle, and lifeless. But nonetheless, <laughs> oh god. Oh God! I'm also. Uh, oh God! Oh, that's you know not I mean? you. I thought that was you. No, it's Who you. Is that? Oh God! It's you. Oh my God! That is me. Oh God! <laughs> Come on! Oh, I, hate I hate it! I hate it! Oh God! 
It sounds like it's like a from a horror movie. Like I'm about to be attacked by, you know, like blood sucking ghouls. Do it again, Mike. Watch out! I don't know what that thing is behind the tree there. Oh God! <laughs> I love it. Actually, I now love it. Glad you did. <laughs> from the heart that one anyway so um, another yankee victory yeah. and actually david i'm the going Yankee. to the game i'm going to the game on thursday mm-hmm. yankee stadium it's a day game um which i'm very excited about also yeah. playing the role oh and listen to this here's Sorry, the I lost problem it there. what what who are they playing on thursday the kansas city royals again it's a four game set which is good for us because right. they're not good but uh unfortunately i logged on to uh weather.com mm-hmm. and there is, according to the brilliant forecasters there, a 100% chance of rain on Thursday. Now, see, I, now see that that's impossible. That's well, that's impossible. that's that's my point exactly. Don't, don't they need impossible. don't they they need to leave a little wiggle room, <laughs> right? I mean, oh God, a hundred percent. Oh God, a hundred percent chance. No, because there because it's. You know, I mean, the, the 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 popular conception is that it's it's pretty much always fifty fifty. It's either going to rain or it isn't. Like, and and you can't tell. Me. Yeah, no, you can't tell me. You can't when tell you me. When you say it's a hundred percent chance, that means it's no longer a chance. And I just don't sure. think they. I think they have to allow themselves a little, a little space. You should be able to bet on such things. A hundred percent chance. I mean, hundred percent. I, I just don't understand that. They, I mean, maybe they round it up, but. It says a hundred percent. So I'm thinking. Well, that yeah, right. That's yeah, shocking. Impossible. Cons- and especially considering weather prognosticators' record of wildly overstating our storm systems. I think putting a hundred down is a little misguided. A little I bit. think there's a hundred percent chance of meteorologists being assholes. Thank you. Thank you oh, very much. Good God. Weatherfield. Yeah. Oh so, God. Um, that was the real one. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, I wasn't ready. I'm getting punchy from punching. Oh, the God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, actually, let's uh, let's transition. I think this is a good point oh, yes. in the podcast to talk about <laughs> yes. what it is we're uh, what we're reading, what we're uh, watching, what we're listening mm-hmm. to. We're, we call it our uh, media notes section. Media notes, and, right? Uh, since I've already talked about going to the game, why don't, why don't you lead off? Have- should we add porn to the the discussion or no? Right. Mm. Maybe not. Awkward, no. awkward silence. <laughs> How about those crickets? I <laughs> I don't have them loaded up. Wait. Oh, you're too slow, man. How about How about the? You don't want to add porn? Oh God. Are you sure? <laughs> okay. That actually. All right. This is what I want yeah. to talk about in the media notes. Please is please. um is Saturday Night Live. Okay. Mm, interesting. Now, okay, so it it. Reminded me of something that has always bothered me. Like, um, I think like media heads like you and I, the show will always have a place in our hearts. It'll always be kind of in our world to some extent, even in the years when it sucked. You, you kind of expect it's going to come back. You see for what sure. I'm saying here? Oh, for yeah. sure. And and I it, one one thing that uh, really uh, grinds my gears, as it were, is um, is people that say, oh, you know. Oh, nobody really watches anymore. It's not that funny anymore, you know. Ever since, ever since, and then you just insert the left. Like ever since Will Ferrell left, 
or depending upon the generation, ever since Eddie Murphy left, or ever since, you know, uh, John Belushi died, or whatever. Um, but, um, so, the thing, um, I, I'm curious as to your thoughts, as to this particular season, which just wound up uh, two nights ago, um, how are you How are you going to rate this season of SNL? What will you remember, etc.? Because I think it was a pretty well. You know what? I don't want to say anything. I want to hear what you have to say first. Well, it's a it's an interesting point, and actually, that goes. Maybe we can relate to something I read because I actually did read a very interesting essay on the Ringer. You do you do go to the Ringer every now and then, Bill Simmons site, I, correct? I do. I, I he's Simmons is one of my heroes, and I do read the Ringer. Uh, but I, I, maybe I didn't read what you're talking about because no, I don't they had a piece last week that. Talked about, first of all, and this was shocking to me, I think the ratings for Saturday Night Live are the highest they've been, I think it was in 30 years or something. Huge wow. ratings. Huge. See, I wouldn't have thought 30, but but uh, but but I, I'm not surprised to hear that it has spiked. Because it, they this, said has, this has been qu- qu- uh, borderline historic, but you go yeah, ahead. Historic, but what was interesting is that the point of the article, one of the main points of the article is it was historic in the wrong ways. And uh-huh. what Saturday Night Live has been great at is taking young, unknown comedians and turning them into stars, right? Right. But if you think about the most memorable characters of this season, you've got Donald Trump played by... Alec Baldwin, of course. Yeah. You've got Sean Spicer played by... Am I sp- is, is this Mad Libs? Melissa McCarthy, yes. Correct. <laughs> and you can even go deeper. You've got David S. Pumpkins played by... <laughs> Tom Hanks, which is inspired, but that was just yeah okay. So I've I've heard that critique that they just now they're just bringing famous people on. It's like a, a cameo parade. And, and but to I, me, to me, as I thought about it, I think right. I think it's an issue. I think the yeah. the people I like the most on the show are super talented, but they don't necessarily get used all that well. But they will see. This is what I heard today, and I just sort of disagree. I think. If I were Lorne Michaels, I think Lorne Michaels, well, this brings up a big, bigger issue like um, about SNL's role in in the public uh, discourse of things. And I think this year, um, I, I don't know, maybe more than ever, SNL took its role as, as political satire more seriously than I, I mean, that, that bit um, with... Kate McKinnon as Hillary Clinton singing Hallelujah after Leonard Leonard Cohen. Yeah, Leonard Cohen. Good. Good. Well done. After he, thank you. <laughs> after he passed away, um, and you know that was heavy. some people hated that it. Was some heavy. people, yeah, some people hated it. I didn't think it was an A plus, but I thought it was worth trying. Like it was cool. It was like it was. I don't the, think it wasn't you know, meant to be funny. It was meant to make a statement, and it was a little bit overt. It was a little overt. Like usually they right. go for satire, but exactly. as as you mentioned the other week in that Malcolm Gladwell podcast, they pointed out the fact that sometimes satire gets translated incorrectly, and they made sure that that moment it was not being mistranslated. This was a statement about how Saturday Night Live and its writers felt about the results of the election. But what's brilliant about the show still is if you if you want to say, well, yeah, it's a bunch of liberal writers, of course, all they're going to do is like mock the Republicans. They, there were moments this season where they mocked the liberals as well. Did you they, they did a phony? Uh, oh, ad. yeah. 
the, called uh, the bubble. You remember the bubble? Yeah, it was one of the best of the, um, the season. It was it was hilarious, and they they mocked all the like apparently like enlightened people in Brooklyn that are actually just listening to each other, agree with each other, and not really addressing the issues of the day. The the um, uh, Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock sketch about um, the the white the people day after and, yep. yeah mm-hmm. the white that people like great. painfully lamenting that was that was also great and also mocking liberals so that was great um, yeah so um, I don't know I I think this was you know if I'm Lauren Michaels and and Alec Baldwin wants to keep coming back and it's almost like he's saying I have to keep mocking Donald Trump. And, you know, uh, Alec Baldwin's a big lefty, so obviously you can't stand Donald Trump. But um, I don't I thought they wrote rose to the occasion. And then Melissa McCarthy and Sean Spicer was just freaking hilarious. Right. So why I, not? I completely agree. The challenge is yeah. you, you want to tune in to the cast who will hopefully continue to. By the way, they're losing a couple of big. Yeah. They always do. But, but what's his right. name? Bobby Moynihan and Vanessa Bayer, who oh, very. Who, very secretly, neither of those two yes. are the flashiest. Nobody ever writes the big article about those yep. two. Yep. They're crucial. I mean, they all Especially, don't be replaced. They're always replaced. Totally but. agree. Totally agree. Especially Vanessa Bear. Well, only because Bobby. I think they're both. I think they're I'm, both. I'm ex- so ex- glad. Excellent. Yeah, underrated. I'm so glad you're saying this because I honestly yes. think Vanessa Bear may be the single most underrated yes. Saturday Night Live performer yeah. of all time i'm dead I serious need, i i am too i i need a i need a uh, sound effect here to to remind i don't know what it would be but of you and i sharing the same brain she's, no it, nobody it, talks about vanessa uh, bear but she makes vanessa every bear, sketch she's in she nails everything she nails better agreed nails it her facial expressions her little asides um the jacob the bar mitzvah boy was brilliant maybe maybe it's just so close to home for you and i having been to a zillion bar mitzvahs just brilliant and I even am that, that character <laughs> we all were i was but, that but kid that, <laughs> i know never going off the script never going off anything that you know my grandpa mima her mile, her early Miley Cyrus before she got cool was was spot on. I mean, she's she and, and she's just one of those ensemble players that made every piece yep. she was in, whether she was the focal point or not, Absolutely. better. And that's that's hard to find. That you know, she was a little bit like um, oh, now I'm blanking on his name. He passed away. Phil uh, Phil Hartman. Just anything yeah. Phil Hartman showed up in. Jack he wasn't the star, yep. but he made everything better. Yep. Vanessa Bayer made Jack everything yep. she was You're in. Right. And, and, and You're right, and you know what? And I have nothing against Kate McKinnon, but there was this thing where Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones, by the way, who's a me a one trick pony, but got all this attention. Kate McKinnon is on fire. She's she's. Um, I think Kate McKinnon's a little. Uh, to me, the word's uh, uh, broad. I don't mean because she's a broad. I mean like it's a little too on the nose. She's a little too loud, expressive, and everything. There's no subtlety. Um, yeah, but she's I a classic. She's a classic SNL star because she has a thing yeah. that just works. Right. And so, what she can do that most people can't is she can do impressions, but she can also be that just weird, bizarre everyday character, which she does well. But did you oh, ever really laugh great. at her? Did you ever really laugh at her Justin Bieber imitation? No, that, that was funny? less. It was fine. Yeah. It's funny yeah. because she's. A woman, but yeah. Whatever. Did you like just as a, just as a final thought? Did, did you like uh, now the character will apparently disappear? But Vanessa Pear introduced this this bubble headed weather 
person, <laughs> whether woman, no, did you, was, did you was, like that? Of course I did. Oh, She's I thought excellent. it was great. It was, it was great. It was, the whole thing was, it doesn't matter what you say, as long as you have the right tone. Sunny in the tomorrow. I have one more question on SNL for you, because yeah, I, I don't know if I'm alone in this assessment either, but are you attracted to Cecily Strong? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you Absolutely. and I, see, we, we hate each other in sports. Yeah. We hate each yeah. other in sports, but yeah. it all comes together in pop culture, doesn't it? I yes. just, we have to start fighting over shit, because this is too simpatico, <laughs> but... Yeah, she's I just also uh, very. She's very. She's also very talented, right? Yeah, but and she's she un, she's underused. I actually think Correct. she's underused. Yeah. I think her her mistake, and we're going deep here, is when they moved her for that one or two seasons into the anchor chair. It yeah. submerged right. her because all of a sudden she went from right. being kind of a featured performer. She obviously was yeah. working on the news and the news only, and they mm-hmm. stopped using her in sketches. I don't think she's ever fully come back by the time she was ready to go back kate mckinnon had emerged and they use her for all the broad stuff and she's but she's she's a good actress she's got range and she's i happen to think she's very attractive she is yeah she um you know what i don't like also i don't like the whole like uh weekend update isolation mm. cone of ice mm. like, why do they do that like in the old days it was it was it, you know it was dan Aykroyd and Guild and uh, well, Gilda made appearances. Jane Carton, right? But don't it, but don't they were go part of the cast. Days. I mean, go go yeah. to Seth Meyers and uh, and um, yeah. Amy Poehler. They were phenomenal, yeah. and they were regular members. Amy Poehler more she, than yeah. Seth Meyers, but I actually I'm not a big fan of the two of them. What is it, Michael Che and? Um, yeah. I mean, it's fine. I watch it all the time, oh. but I think it's too. It's way too. It's winking without being as funny as Seth Meyers was when he was doing it. But whatever. I watch it anyway. It's, all, it's always like, um Colin Yost at least tries to do the deadpan a little more because – and you and I have talked about this before. And now I think we've lost the entire audience. Is anybody still there? <laughs> you want to move on from SNL? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I don't know. I just – I'm enjoying Al, it. Al, are you still I'm listening? Al. Al? We have a listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have one fan named Al who's probably still on the line. Al, we love you more than you know. More than you know. But, um, well, actually, so I've got something that I know will appeal. All right, go ahead. Al. Let's move on. Go. Is it something that I'm listening <laughs> you to? You just said, I thought you were going to say to appeal to all the listeners. No, just Al. Just Al. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Are you a uh, SiriusXM subscriber? No, actually, I'm not. Okay, what's interesting is SiriusXM, those who subscribe know they've got a hundred channels and it's every virtual type of music and whatsoever. Every now and then they'll devote a channel to a single artist. And last week with huge fanfare, I mean, I'm talking uh-huh. national television and print advertising, constant bombardment, the Beatles channel launched on SiriusXM. Now, I bring this up. So there up. had not been, excuse there me, had, there had not been. To date, there hadn't been one. There had not. There was a Bruce Springsteen channel. There was a Pearl Jam channel. Um, there was a Sinatra channel. Uh, Tom Petty has a channel, but it's not really about Tom Petty music. It's about the stuff he likes and whatever. But there had never been a Beatles channel. And So I, say, I, I, so I take it that was just sort of a legal thing. It was not 
Obviously not because no one thought of the idea of having a Beatles channel. No, that's a really good point. I never found out exactly why, but I assume to dub a channel after an artist, it was more than just airplay. You probably had to have artist consent and more importantly, right. artist involvement. So when you're when you're listening to the Springsteen channel, they're not just playing tracks from his records, they're playing live concerts, constant stream of concerts, which if you're a Springsteen fanatic, I mean, that's, sure. that's heaven, right? Stuff you haven't heard yeah. before. Now- right. I, as you know, David, from our past, am a Beatles fanatic. It's it's yeah. odd. You know, I, I grew up mostly in the 70s and 80s. It was definitely post-Beatles. But the Beatles are those bands that somehow translate all these age groups and whatever, and everybody loves them, yes. right? So yeah. I was, and it still am to some extent, extremely excited when I hear fantastic Beatles yeah. chant, right? So it, lost, it launched last Wednesday, and I've been listening to it pretty much since then. And, right? Eh? Problem? Eh? What do you mean, eh? What do you mean, eh? Well, this is I'm I'm struggling oh, here. God. Maybe you can maybe you can help me through this. Exactly. Oh God! Love the Beatles music. <laughs> Love listening to them. Up? Okay, so but this brings up a larger question, and that is, and I hate to be negative, but um, uh, for a band that hasn't recorded a song since Here we go. 1970, do you do you actually run out of things well, to say? Well, David, David, I'm you? saying this oh, on the record, which is moments, which is shocking. But yeah, and, and I'm going to take this back next week, but I'm going to put it out there. Oh boy, there's a small chance that in Michael Wolf's mind, the Beatles yes. might. Might be overplayed. <laughs> oh no! I I, oh, I, no. I know, and I I'm, I don't I'm I'm I cannot believe I'm saying this because I don't truly believe it. But yeah. I was listening to it all week, and I just wasn't hearing anything that got me revved up. Excited. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, part of it is, yeah. How many different ways can you spin? I mean, a lot well, of these you know, artists, what, when they come also up, what they do is they don't just play Beatles music. They play solo music from all the Beatles members. And then every now and then they'll play a track that was inspired, that inspired the Beatles. And they have a track, you know, they'll do cover songs from the Beatles. So they try to mix it up. And see, that, the, the cover songs are always kind of interesting. Oh, I hear people's new take on Beatles songs. Yeah. It's funny you say that because as I'm listening to the radio, the, the stuff that I was actually most intrigued by would be a cover song that I never heard before. Like, mm-hmm. for example, I heard a, a version of While My Guitar Gently Weeps by, shoot, I can't remember the artist's name, but I hadn't heard it. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting take on it. So I dug it. Right. Yeah. So, right. But I'm, it's I'm like, just, I'm upset at it, myself, it, no. David. I'm upset at myself. All right. Take a breath. Take a breath. Um, this this <sighs> happened to me. Uh, so I'm, I'm a huge Beatles fan, too, but, but, but maybe not as obsessive as you are. Mm. I was, um, and this is... Um, embarrassing for me to admit i was probably more of a fan of 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 billy joel as a billy joel fanatic um all right come on you don't have to laugh out loud i didn't know anyway. so, so um but the reason i bring it up is because a number of years ago um i could not be moved to listen to any of his songs i thought he was he, he was i thought like i've been there i've done that i've heard every one of his songs even zanzibar um, even <laughs> I got the old man's car and and I got a table at Zanzibar, yeah. Um but um it's weird because I don't know what in my in one's brain prompts you to do this, but I kind of 
had a sentimental comeback and and now I will listen to old Billy Joel songs and and enjoy them. So but the Beatles especially. I think you're just in a Beatles slump. Yeah, uh, I got to get through it. I got to get through it. You know what I'm going to I'm going to give it I think I'm going to I'm going to let the excitement of the launch and the disappointment in my reaction to it <laughs> wear off and I'm going to give it another shot. It's like I'm going to take a week off from caffeine, let myself like detox yeah, right. and then cleanse. slowly in- I'm going to cleanse and I'm going to slowly introduce it back into the body and maybe it, my body won't reject it like cheese <laughs> it always comes back to cheese for you I do like me some Somehow. cheese I like cheese anyway so that, that right, is something I'm listening yeah. to but you know uh, right. it's with trepidation so anyway what else, what else you got and what else you, you're watching um, oh man I got, I got a new show it's not a new show but if oh, you um if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, season three of a show called Catastrophe is now available. Have you seen any of these? David? No. David, it is a six-episode sitcom that was written for you. You're kidding me. Yeah, I, I say Who's that without this? hesitation. It is a, uh, a male comedian named Rob Delaney and a female comedian whose name um, escapes me. You, you probably you. don't know them you may recognize the guy the female comedian by the way is sharon horgan and it's just it's a it's short six Ooh, episodes season one two three like Hold on. yeah that basically she's british he's visiting What's on a business catastrophe oh. and it's just about <laughs> a, a, a couple that is just they're raw with each other and hilarious and mm-hmm. i i just i'm gonna give you the michael wolf guarantee that within two episodes oh. you may get hooked enough that you'll watch right uh, i don't offer it often i don't offer yeah. it often but i'm gonna give the oh sorry that wasn't supposed to be in a loop but it yeah, was it it off. Yeah. you will do you have amazon prime um i i borrow my ex-wife's account doesn't matter that really <laughs> does she know that yeah, she she steals my Netflix, so it's all good. That's this is the the uh, key to a successful divorce is you, you trade stuff like this. Streaming Jeez. streaming rights, so that's it. Streaming exactly. rights get yeah. shared, and it's all fine. Highly highly. I'm looking at the um, uh, like the promo shots for Catastrophe, and I don't think I recognize. Now, I don't think I didn't thing. I didn't recognize them yeah. uh, until I watched it, obviously, and it's it's okay. it might be perfect, and so do me a favor, watch one episode before our next episode. And let me know what you think, okay? Uh, that I will do. Please do. Um, Anything else on your end? Okay. Oh, well, real quick. I don't know if you ever saw this, but it just occurs to me. I saw it like uh, a month ago. But um, have you seen the documentary known as The 13th? Oh, no. You mentioned that to me last week. I think I still haven't gotten there. Oh, we did? Yeah, you mentioned oh, okay. it. You brought it up already. It's supposed right, to be good, though, isn't it? Yeah. Why don't well, we uh, take another it. break, then? <laughs> In other Was words, it that bad? I just don't oh, care. I just don't really? care. <laughs> oh, God. All righty. All right. Yeah, well, we can go. We can yeah. do that. We'll do All one right. more segment um, and call it. That's true. We will do that. But our listeners will always be wanting for more, Milt. So please know that you can find all past episodes of the Shuttle Podcast on... Uh, please log on to... Uh, the Boston Podcast.com. That sounds Boston heavy. 
a little bit, but, a little bit. I'm not happy about that. Well, it happens to be where we're parked right now, so you can find all past episodes of the shuttle and um, sound effects of, of Milt uh, coughing up a lung. Love if, it. Yeah, we're gonna do a whole episode that way one day. Join us on the other side on the shuttle. Don't phlegm. Don't do it. I know you want to. Don't spit to the toilet. There it is. music down kind of loud these kids with their rock and roll uh back here on the shuttle dave from boston alongside mike from new york new york against them new york in the house yeah there's new yorkers yeah let's Mm. go grab a hot let's go grab a hot dog that's the one thing i can say that i sound i think i sound authentic as a new yorker a hot dog except Mm -hmm. i mean you don't you don't say it like that but you know why don't you have an accent is there actually a uh, i have an accent Uh, county what no, do you I've say got one. I mean, I'm not, I'm not Brooklyn Bronx, but people who, who talk to me know I come from New York. You can tell. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm told. And it, it gets worse and worse the, uh, the longer the gate the day goes. You know, the the accent starts coming out. The more tired I get. By the end of this episode, I'm going to be talking like this. You and um, you and our mutual friend Al um, back in college used to point out that my accent came out when I spoke publicly like when i addressed people which is really it's funny because i saw you i saw you speak publicly a couple of weeks ago and it it was thick it was thick as a brick yeah yeah Yeah. you would think it would be the opposite that i would try to be more professional and no you went you went straight boston you you're showing your boston pride the room was laughing at you (laughs) they were huh they were secretly privately okay all right, so um, uh, welcome some, back to the shuttle. Some breaking no, news here. It's not. A, it's not a good thing. I know this is weird. So we we record this. So our whole vision of this podcast was to do like Red Sox Yankees stuff, and then just kind of talk about stuff along the way. You know, this year and and we're coming up on summer and all that. And um, so it, it's it's a departure, but we're sitting here on this. Uh, by the way, it's Monday night. It's uh, May twenty second. And so the news of the Ariana Grande concert attack is uh, like all over the news, and um, it's messed up. It's messed. It's messed up. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, no, I don't think they've. They they're saying it's a strongly suspected terrorist. I suspect by the time people are listening to this, that it will be confirmed as such. Um, right. They're comparing it somewhat to the uh, attack in France in the uh, the stadium there. Um, and, uh, but what's, what, what seems particularly gruesome. And again, I think the last I just heard was 19 dead, 50 wounded. That's going to change. I'm sure. But the fact, and I know this sounds terrible, but the fact in particular that it was an Ariana Grande concert, which has to attract young people, young teenage girls, there's something even I mean, look, it's not good anywhere it happens, you know. But when you hear, you know, the Eagles of death metal or soccer match, you know, that that's horrendous as in and of itself. But when I start thinking of my daughter, you know, inside one yeah. of these places, it's it becomes 
even uh, even more offensive. And you know what? I'm sure I'm sure that's exactly why they chose that location. Well, I mean, if that's the case, and and this is just happening, so I think we're kind of saying things out loud that maybe without the benefit of perspective. But right, I mean that that reminds me of like the the attacks in schools. Um, but like, you know, like, um, uh, oh my goodness, in Connecticut, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Um, Newtown. Uh, I'm sorry, say again? Newtown, right? Yeah, Newtown. Right. There was another, there's another name for that, uh, town or I can't think of it, but anyway, um, uh, but, but those were disturbed people. I mean, I think every school attack on U.S. soil has been a result of some, uh, psycho and not necessarily a terrorist, although I guess you can expand the definition. But this is just, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, to, to date, the, the, well, let's face it, the, the whole, the whole, who can get inside the mind of a terrorist? They just want to do horrible things. And I hope, you know, obviously you hope there's not some copycat trend, right? So I'm looking. I'm actually looking right now at the the the, Man, the Manchester police re, uh, released a statement. Uh, we can confirm there was an incident last night at the Ari, Ariana Grande show. Ariana Grande show, which is obviously stating the obvious, took place outside the venue in a public space. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the victims. They're treating it as a, a terrorist attack. Um, I mean, I, I even hate to say it out loud, but I mean, like, God forbid, it becomes a thing to target concerts or because yeah. next could be sporting events, you know, or whatever. Yeah, you know, and again, coming at this perspective from a parent is really different because coming out of nine 11, you know, my perspective was, and this is oversimplification, but you know, it's important to move on and continue to do the things that you always do because otherwise, you know, quote the terrorists win. Right. So, yeah. you know, my, my response to this is, you know, I'm due to go to a bunch of concerts this summer. I'm going to them. Right. And no questions asked. And then yeah. I step back and Me I think too. a little bit about sending yeah, my you kids, oh, God, I, you know, Emma, and yeah. you know, if my, if Rachel or my Jacob, my kids come to me tomorrow and say, Hey, I want to see X, Y, Z in concert. I want to be able to say, absolutely. No problem. Go for it. Yeah. Hmm. I know. And you know what? So, I, I still do firmly believe you got to live life and, and, what happens happens. You have to be vigilant. You have to be smart about it, but you can't stop embracing everything that we're here to enjoy. And the things we talk about, pop culture, sports, whatever, are those things. And we cannot stop embracing and engaging in them. But it's yeah. a shame that, uh, you know, you have to give it that second thought before moving forward. And it's, uh, it's, it's horrendous. It's creepy to think that we might have, be we might become more like a country like Israel, for example, you and I both happen to be of the Jewish persuasion, and we've been to Israel, right? Mm-hmm. But in, in Israel, it's they, they don't. The culture is such that they don't think about the fact that a bomb could explode at any moment, that someone could break out with a gun at any moment. You see the Israeli soldiers walking around nonchalantly with an Uzi on their hip, and it's just kind of is what it is, right? Yeah, I um, suspect they think about it, but they don't like get in the way of of life. Right, right. They don't. That's right. And they, That's they, right. And they, which is what you're saying. Yeah. But it's just, oh god, it, yeah. it's just, um, it's a, just another like head shaking moment. Um, yeah. Who knows? Right. We, we may find out that this is, 
this is the work of an individual crackpot, that it's not part of a some, you know, engaged effort. But all of these incidences pile up, even if they are a Does lone matter, wolf. Though? No, that's like the, the previous guy in, in who stabbed somebody outside of parliament, I think they did identify as a lone wolf, right? Well, it, yeah. you're right. It, it, it To the people involved, it doesn't matter at all how it how it was organized. But, but well, well, but also, it just it's almost like um, terrorist or not. It, it, it's it's scary to think that there's this somehow to certain nutcases they've been given permission to invade these places that they normally wouldn't have, right? Um, I, I mean, before um, actually the first that you know that what this obviously isn't um, the U.S. But we think of, you know, London as our, you know, crotchety grandfather, you know, <laughs> and we, we, we wouldn't think that when we visit London that we would be in peril. But um, it's, I, I just feel like now it's like game on everywhere. And that, that's what's so yeah. disturbing. Right? You know what, And I even actually I've got a question for you, you know, it, yeah. because we talk about media a lot. And right. this has always been an issue that's confounded me a little bit. But there's a call right now happening on social media, basically people saying don't share the images of this attack. Don't put them on air. Don't show them around because then you're feeding into the desire to spread the terror and inspire others, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, don't engage in this kind of continuation of the, of the cycle. At the same time, I mean, I think the news has a right to be shown and you know the images of the vietnam war actually changed the outcome potentially of popular opinion and 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 affected the way things were so i don't want to engage in terror terror propaganda yeah. by sh- watching videos and showing them and whatever around but how do you not when it's you know how do you put blinders on to the truth about what's happening in the world so i'm curious what do you think of that Great question, and I'm not sure what the answer is, but the the incident I think about in 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 that um, in the topic you raised is the so the marathon bombing in Boston. So I um, I wasn't there, but I was about half a mile away when the bombs went off, and I got to know a lot of the people along the way that were injured. So I kind of felt attached to it. Um, now the news coverage of it was kind of what you would expect. It was you know, you saw footage of the bombs going off, but the, even to this day, the news media, the popular news media still has an unwritten rule that anything that's too gruesome, um, if it's, if it's really graphic, they don't put it on at all. And if it's sort of disturbingly, you know, somewhat graphic, they, they give you a warning beforehand, right? Right, right. If you so, but to this day, if you Google like images of what happened in Boston and the injuries, there are photos of it, and it will turn you white as a ghost. Like yeah. I mean, it, it it looks like you know what we think of as World War Two type injuries. Like just I don't I don't know what, I don't know to say. It a lot. But yeah, you but know, you know like, it's interesting. Exposed, I feel like. Exposed. Those images, the ones that are shown later, I think are the ones that probably are sought out by the the forces of evil, you know, if you want to call them yeah. that. You know, the live images are, are kind of that's that's just news, right? The rest of yeah. it, they're documents, but they're documents that might be used in the wrong way. But but look, I'm a proponent of free speech and I'm a yeah. proponent of of reality being portrayed yeah. on on mass media. I I don't think you Maybe there's a way to 
to display it without glorifying it. Almost like, you know, speaking yeah. of Boston, you remember the big controversy about Rolling Stone magazine putting uh, one of the bombers on the cover of the magazine in an almost, you know, uh, teen idol photograph. Yep. Um, I did, by the way, I didn't have a problem with that at all. Really? Um, maybe that's a topic for another day. Yeah, I was really in the minority on that. I didn't see what the big deal was. That but, was, but I mean, that was ripped apart. I mean, as inappropriate. The the story yeah, yeah. itself was an excellent story. That's what people never got past the cover. The story was a, was terrific. Yeah. I mean, deep in, and in a nutshell, the reason why I didn't have a problem with it was it had a photo of him as an as an innocent youth. The headline said the bomber, so you can't you can't. The headline is accurate, right? And, and the story, the story was story, about his corruption. There you go. So the story was about how he started as this innocent kid and somehow became this monster. So I, so what? So to me, what was the problem with showing a picture of him as an innocent kid? Right. Um, whatever. But, um, but uh, so, no, listen, I'm with you because, and what I think of now is, I mean, I feel like I'm a jaded old man now, so I don't care if you want to throw disturbing images. I, I, I feel like I've seen it all. Right. But God forbid, like my 14-year-old kid or sees, you know, is blasted with these images and it just hits him. Um, and then it, I feel like they never forget it. And, and, uh, so I, I'm kind of okay with it. Um, Look, I think, uh, you know, in the end of the day, censorship or whatever, there's, yeah. there's not much more we can say about what's happening tonight and there'll be more that comes out in a few days, but you know, if I am going to talk to my kids about it and they start expressing angst about going out into public, I think, the point maybe that we can convey is, you know, you've got to use your life and enjoy every moment that you have. And in fact, there's no greater reason to go out and celebrate life at a great concert or with family and friends. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And that the people who, you know, either lost their lives in this or were otherwise affected, if pressed, would probably insist on that reaction to this event so right, you know, have, think of it I that have way two questions for you before we go one is what's your prediction for the aftermath of this oh uh, you know it's kind of a leading question not, like what will there be will there be a no. uh organized healing moment that's my question there are going to be two reactions one will be political and we won't get into that but sadly the other reaction, I think, is going to be surprisingly minor. And the reason is because this has happened in so many places at so many times over the last five years. But it hasn't, it hasn't happened at a concert. Yeah. Right? I, I still think... So I, well, go ahead. What do you think? No, I think Ariana... I, I think Ariana Grande, you know, all 26 years old of her, whatever she is... Uh, is she even younger than that? I don't even know. I have no idea. She looks like, she, she looks like she's about 19. But... um. Uh, I wonder if she will get together with other people in the music industry and come up with some, um, you know, almost akin to the, the post nine 11, um, kind of quietly broadcast concert. You remember that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think with, uh, she's 23 by the way. No, okay. I wasn't that far but, off. Yeah, but, um, I, I, so I, maybe, I think maybe it, this could be more something that younger, the younger generation somehow rallies behind, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Sadly, so here's, I think it's, here's, it's routine. Here's, here's my other question. And it's just, it's kind of sort of a uh, dark historical question is, um, 
where does where does this rank in terms of rock concert disasters? Oh, is it the God. worst ever? Well, we're, it's, not, it's all, not the worst ever. I bet you don't know what the worst is ever. First of all, too soon. Second of all, um, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying it's a you know it's a sad thing. But 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 the where does it rank? Well, in terms of loss of life, you have the the heavy metal concert in that club, the fire. Um, yeah. That was Great White, I think. Right? Yeah, the station fire in in, uh, in Providence. Yeah, that was just horrendous. Down the street from me. Right. The stories then, I read um, about that were just unbelievable, just unreal. This is this is yeah. um, hopefully not in the end won't be as uh, well in terms of loss of life. No, yeah, this yeah. is maybe the most shocking though. Right? Um, I mean, yeah. I hate to, I mean I hate to say it, but I mean, uh, th- well, this is the the, the 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 French attack was pretty Wait, shocking. I just thought of another too. one. Which one? I know we're. I know I'm being a little cold-hearted here, but but the, there was the Who concert. Well, yeah, right? that, yeah. There was that. There was Altamont. Oh. There was all kinds of. You know, there's right, always Altamont. been something, but but this was um, this is obviously something more sinister to some extent. But well, we will yeah. uh, we will see. It's uh, it's a sad and day. Then, you know, there was a David Cassidy concert, which was <laughs> a crime upon humanity. Oh, here we go. Okay, come on. Throughout the years, we've lightened moments. We do our humor. best. We do. Usually we do with time. Best. A little more time. It's obviously very – no, listen. It's very it's, – it's, I mean, we're watching this real time. There's no new information, but it's messed up. Yeah. So, wait. It's, it's messed and up. And it's – by the way, right now it's three, quarter of four in London, and this concert just happened tonight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sad. It's messed up. Anyway. Well, let's right, promise uh, after this heavy, heavy note by uh, our next recording, we will be back to our regularly scheduled – Frivolity. Yes. Do you think we can get Ariana Grande to be on the show? She's probably busy. Now, now she's I'm definitely. Saying busy. we want to heal. Yeah, she's busy. We do need some guests uh, though. We got to work on that. Um, we will do that. Good. We will do that. David, it's we been thank a pleasure. you for joining. A little, little slice of life here on the shuttle. Sad night, but we'll be back. And we you're right. We'll be back. We'll we will be all be back. We'll be. We'll be back. We'll be cheery. We will um, we will regale you with more stories of uh, our youth. Maybe even something interesting next next time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I hope so. Better uh, than this. Join us next time. Thanks, Dave. Talk to you then. All right.